But I want to go back to step number one. How do you become aware of limiting beliefs? And real quickly, I'm going to tell you the first thing you need to do is start dreaming. You need to actually start dreaming big dreams. What do I want out of life? If I could have anything I want and I want my life to be whatever, you know, physically, what do I want my body to be two, three years from now? You know, for me, that might have been, I want to lose 100 pounds, all right? And it was, by the way, and I've done it. So uh, what, do I want, what do I want out of life? Maybe it's, I want to go from, you know, $7,000 a month income in my business to $20,000 a month income in my business. That's really what I want, all right? So you have a dream, all right? So once you have your dream in mind, what is it you want out of life? Then you ask yourself a couple questions. What's one, two, or three things that I should start doing to get me one step closer to that dream becoming a reality? You're always going to come up with reason or answers to that question. There are always steps. It doesn't matter how small, how big. There's always going to be one, two, or three steps that you can take within the next 24 hours, within the next seven days, within the next 30 days, within the next three months, six months, year. There's always answers to the things you know you could do to get you one step closer to that dream becoming a reality. Then ask yourself this question. Why haven't you already started doing those things? And Kelly, here's what happens every, t- every single time when I ask my client, they give me something called an excuse. That is Clay Ramerscraft. In December 2005, Clay began podcasting as a hobby. One year later, he launched the podcast Answer Man, where he invests more than a decade helping tens of thousands of individuals and organizations successfully launch a podcast, do one-on-one coaching, and online courses. If you were to look at, at the top 100 podcasts in the business category of iTunes, more than 50 of these shows were created by clients who have been trained by Cliff. Today, Cliff focuses on his role as a business mentor and life coach. He mentors coaches, consultants, and thought leaders through the transition from their unfulfilling day job to their own responsible and profitable online business so that they can live the life of their dreams and do the work they feel most called to do in the world. So be sure to check out what Cliff has to offer at clayrenversecraft.com. Now, in this episode, I think you're in for a treat. In the time of release episode is the last day of 2019. We are just about to step into the new year and new decade. I think we cannot start a new year better with this episode. In this episode, we talk about how do you become aware of limiting beliefs. Also, how can you build healthy habits for your mindset. In this episode, Cliff and I, we went deep to talk about how you can create your non-fiction story. Yeah, your own non-fiction story, your dream life, and how to kill that limited belief all at once. All coming up for you in this episode. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hello, Cleve. Welcome to the show. Kelly, it is so awesome to be back as a guest. I think, what'd you say? It was episode five that I was on last and, yeah. and you're, you're in the 70s now. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, um, I was such a fangirl and I'm still a fangirl of yours. And it's just like uh, too amazing to see through the years that how, you know, you, your transformation. Uh, I'm sure that so many people, I remember those days, the hashtags in trend with click, right? Yes. Right? The, the, the fitness transformation and then, and then also your business transformation. So 
just in case um for for you know i never want to assume that you know everybody knows you i mean obviously a lot of my audience they are very familiar with you um but just in case there are some people they don't know about you can you kind of just share with us about your journey um, sure i'll make it even short and sweet and to the point so I'm a guy who lives in Northern Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio in the United States. And I used to work in a family run business that was owned by my mom and dad. It was an insurance agency, which by the way, was started by my grandfather in 1937. Wow. I got into the business, spent uh, 12 years there as an insurance agent. I was next in line to take over the insurance agency, pretty much guaranteed once I took it over, I'd make $1.5 million per year minimum income. And that was the trajectory that my life seemed to be going down. The only thing is, is I discovered podcasting as a hobby in June of 2005. Uh, in December 2005, I launched a podcast, grew an audience that was insanely large. And as a result of that, began to receive tons of feedback from people all over the world via email. I felt compelled to respond to so many people through the lives that were being touched. And I realized that was my greatest calling in life was to minister to those people by creating more content, by responding, creating community. And the thing is, is no matter how much money I was guaranteed as an insurance agent or owning my own insurance agency, it's just, that's not what I wanted to do. And I began to despise my day job once I discovered the true depths of what podcasting would allow me to achieve in the world. So I began to ask myself the question, I wonder what life would be like if I could do this for a living instead of insurance. And by the way, this was actually creating content that was entertaining, educational, encouraging, and inspirational. The, the content that would allow me to take my voice where I'm simply saying, this is who I am, this is what I've experienced, these are my hopes, dreams, uh, and goals, these are my fears, anxieties, and worries, these are the successes that I've had, these are the mistakes that I've made, these are the things that I learned from these mistakes, this is what I've learned from what I'm studying so I can avoid potential mistakes down the road. The thing is, is this is who I am and I wanna share everything. And the reality is that I, I got to the place where, Kelly, over the years I've had three people who wrote me handwritten letters to describe the fact that they chose not to commit suicide because of the content mm -hmm. that I had created. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is who I am. And so eventually I decided to shut down or to leave my career as an insurance agent. And I didn't think that I could make a living just creating content. So I'm like, well, how can I make money? And I, so I started in December, 2006, something called Podcast Answer Man. And it was my coaching and consulting business on teaching people how to podcast. Well, after a year of doing that on the side, I finally left my day job and said, if I can make three to $5,000 a month just on the side, what would happen if I could actually do this full time? Well, I didn't know anything about building my own business. And so what happened is in throughout the entire year of 2008, I'm full-time self-employed. By the end of the year, I'm working around the clock, literally not taking care of myself at all physically. By the way, I grew, I grew to the place where I was nearly 300 pounds by the end of the year. After that first year in business, I landed myself in the hospital in January 2009 where I almost died. Um, but And not only that, for all of that work, all of that time, effort, and energy, I made a total of $11,000 net income that year. So obviously, uh, financially, it was not what I hoped it would be. But the reality is, is there, it was still the most fulfilling year of my life. I mean, it, I made a ton. I mean, I made one-tenth of what I made as an insurance agent. But man, I, the impact and influence. And the thing is, is I could see light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm like, I see how I can grow. I can improve all these things that I've learned, all these lessons, these valuable, hard-earned lessons. I, I can see. And so what happened over the next 10 years as the podcast answer man, I grew it to where eventually... I grew it to a half million dollar a year business. And I trained over 40,000 people in the world on how to launch a podcast. And I, I became the world's leading authority on how to podcast. If you look in the business category of, of iTunes or Apple today, the top 100 business podcasts, more than 60 of those, or actually well over half of those podcasts, I taught those people how to podcast. That's the impact and influence I had in the world. 
And so that's a little bit of a summary. And I think we kind of almost got there in episode five. So that's, that's just a little recap of, of that part of the journey. But I think there's more you probably want to get into. I'm not sure, but I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this is great. This is like, uh, you know, when you watch the, uh, I don't know, a funny thing now came to me, said, you know, when you watch a soap opera, this is, that's episode one, this is episode two, <laughs> that kind of thing. But what a journey. I just want to chime in a little bit that if you guys are out there that if you just get started in your business and or a while and you haven't seen fruits, especially financial ones, you know, obviously there's a live eternal, you know. So, you know, today when we look at Cliff, we can say, oh, wow, uh, all the uh, uh, glorious appearance, everything. But see, guys, that is the behind the scene journey right there. So um, we want to today, actually, we want to check from you then, since then, you made another kind of transformation again. And for me, that is not, easier than your fitness transformation actually you transit from a podcast answer man to now the mindset answer man that we saw that you are out there mentoring coaching uh seasoned entrepreneurs uh about you know their business and obviously the game of the mind can you talk about that how did that come along well, the, it, it's actually a very similar, it's just like a new part of the same journey I've been on the entire time since I discovered the world of podcasting. So for me, what I realized is, again, I, why did I want to leave insurance? It's because I was at the insurance office, by the way, before I discovered podcasting, I used to work 50 to 60 hours a week. But after about a year of podcasting, I, I literally only showed up 40 hours a week because that was the required minimum. All right. So that happened. The only problem is, though, is what, I mean, my audience in that year grew to 60,000 people, all right? So you imagine 60,000 people and a small percentage of those people emailing you every week, that's a lot of email, all right? So I was getting tons of emails, and these emails are like, Cliff, you know, can you tell me how is it that you can logically come to the conclusion that Jesus is, you know, somebody worth trusting with your life and, and stuff like that? I just don't get it. I, but I'm, and, I, and I'm seriously, I'm genuinely interested. How did you come to faith? That's an example of an email. Another one is, Cliff, man, I've just listened to you and your wife talk about your debt journey and how you became debt-free. Can you give me more detail on that? That was another email. Here's another email. Not kidding. Somebody says, Cliff, three months ago, I left my wife and kids because I met a younger woman. And after leave, listening to you and your wife in your podcast episodes, I'm convinced that I made a huge mistake with my life and I, and, and I need somebody to give me some advice. I've, I've broken up with this younger woman and I want to reconcile to my wife. Is there any advice that you can give me? All right. Now, Kelly, do you think it's possible for me to not hit reply on that email? So of course, do, and, and how long is it going to take me to create that reply? You know, I'm probably going to, if I remember correctly, I probably spent like 90 minutes, an hour and a half replying to that one email. Mm. All right. So this, and by the way, when am I doing this? During those 40 hours during the, you know, the insurance itself. So what happened is I was, I was sitting there basically spending most of my time at the insurance office doing the podcast community work. And I was actually outlining new episodes. And, and it's like, so the reason why I left my insurance career so that I wouldn't feel guilty about the fact that I'm being paid by the insurance office to do insurance work, but I'm not doing insurance work while I'm there. And so I wanted to build a business that would allow me to decide when I work, who I work with, and all of those things. And so that's what happened. And the thing is though, is when I left my career in insurance, I was creating seven to 15 podcast episodes per week. And I was answering a lot of emails and I was doing a little bit of consulting, a little <laughs> bit of coaching. And which probably will help identify some of the reasons why I only made $11,000 that year. There's a whole lot more reason to it than that. And we'll probably, we may get into some of it. But here's what I will tell you is when I actually got to the place where my coaching and consulting really took off and people were starting to refer to for me left and right. And, you know, it's just like when I, by the time I grew it to a half million dollar a year business, 
quite frankly, Kelly, what happened was I'm spending at least 40 hours a week answering people's questions about what mixers they should get, what microphones should they buy, mm-hmm. how can, Cliff, I've got static or I've got this humming noise, can you help me troubleshoot it? Literally, eight to 10 hours a day, every day, Kelly, is all of these questions from thousands of people around the world. And I'm like, this is a total waste of my life. I know that, what I, and I started asking myself a question again, 10 years after the, being the podcast answer, man, I started to ask myself, what would life be like if I could make a living entertaining, educating, encouraging, and inspiring people instead of answering technical questions related to podcasting? Mm. And, and 10 years earlier, I didn't think that was possible, but I had come to understand that it might be possible. And so I began to say, okay, what would it take? And so I started to test out the waters. Would people pay me for entertaining or for educational content outside of podcasting? Would they pay me to teach them how to think differently, how to experience life in, from a different way by changing their beliefs? And, and so I started offering myself as a one-on-one business mentor and life coach. And I said, you can hire, I haven't done one-on-one coaching in, in years, but I'm going to offer it right now it, for a limited time only. It's $300 for one hour. The only caveat is you cannot ask me a single podcasting questions. That is off the table. <laughs> yeah. Three hundred. And, and the thing is, Kelly, I said, I, I've got 15 hours blocked out in my schedule over the next two weeks. And I sent that email out to my list and three or 15 people signed up instantly and filled up all 15 one hour blocks at $300 a piece. And that convinced me that people would want to pay me to coach them outside of the technical aspects. And I'm like, yes. And so then I started launching some workshops in my next level studio in my home. I built this big, huge home that allows me to have a training space. And I had 12 to 14 people pay $2,000 a piece and travel here. The only caveat is I'm going to talk to you about building a profitable online business, or we're going to teach you about having a thriving marriage, or we're going to talk about masterminding, how you can actually change your mindset and your beliefs. It's $2,000. The only thing is, is we will not discuss the topic of podcasting if you come to this workshop. And I was filling them up. And I'm like, yes. And so finally, it took me about 18 months to prove to myself that I could make a living doing exactly what I felt most called to do in this world. And then I read in September 2017, I read a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm. And I realized that podcast coaching and consulting had become my zone of excellence and my zone of genius is speaking into people's lives, changing their beliefs about who they are and what they're able to achieve in this world. And that that is really the greatest impact and influence I could have in the life of another human being. And its ripple effects are way beyond helping 40,000 people in the world launch a podcast, which I don't discount the power of that. Trust mm-hmm. me, I thank God every day for the, the decade or so that I spent as the podcast answer man. But I've had already more impact and influence in people's lives in the past two years than the past 20 years of my life prior to that combined. Yeah, but I guess... I think it's obviously it's built upon that, right? Uh, it's because obviously from, I'm not saying all of your current tribe is all from the past, but I'm just saying because you have a great foundation of you already impact lives in the different format when as a podcast answer man and people already trust you as that trusty advisors. Um, I think some of my audience, I can guess now if there's a bubble come out in their, in their brain, I can see they are thinking this question is. So we just heard that how you do the proof concept of, okay, you started sending out email to us, hey, $300 a, an hour for a couple of spots, for 15 spots, and then you move from there. Many of my audience often ask a question, say, uh, have you ever felt scared? when you are starting to offer the new thing and the new pricing. Because it sounds like if we just listened to you moments ago, we felt that you are very confident. So have you ever feel a little bit hesitated or you know, fearful when you offer those, those new pricing or new service? Every time. Every okay. time. Every, every time I've ever increased my rate, I've always felt nervous. 
Every time I try to offer a new product that I've never offered before, I felt nervous. The first time I invited people to pay $300 for something that I've never done before, I've always relied on my skill as a podcast coach because that, I mean, people say, Cliff, I don't have a podcast and I'm struggling to get it launched. I, I'd, I'd gladly pay you $300 for you to help me solve the problem so that by the end of the call, I have a podcast. See, in my mind, that's tangible. That mm-hmm. was, by the way, it wasn't always easy. I used to struggle with charging people $50 an hour for that. All right. And, it, and then I struggled to go to 95 and I struggled to go to 150. And then I was, I, I wanted to go to, uh, from 150 to 200, my mastermind group says, no, you must go to 300. And I said, no, there's no way I can go to 300. I'll outprice the, my audience and they won't be able to afford me. And I, wanna, and I had all kinds of stories that if, you, if I was to print it up and put it in a book, it'd have to be filed in the fiction category in the library. <laughs> all right. But I believed it. I believed it. And so at the end of the call, they said, Cliff, okay, change it to 200. I changed it to 200 and I still didn't get the results I wanted. I was still booked solid and I wasn't making enough money. And so finally they sent me an article to this thing called six or seven reasons why doubling your rates doubles your success. And when I read that, I'm like, okay, now my belief has been changed. I'm 300 bucks an hour. And I freaked out the first time I, somebody said, Cliff, how much is it to work with you? And I said, it's $300 an hour, minimum of one hour. He says, great. When can I get on your calendar? I'm like, Yes, <laughs> but it scared me to put it out there. I'm like, he's certainly going to say, whatever, I can get this for free somewhere else. No, it didn't happen. But then, so Kelly, the first time I actually said, I'm available for coaching, but, but I will not speak the word podcast with you. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's like, I will help you change your beliefs. I will talk to you about a problem or a struggle that you have. And I'll help you see it from a different perspective. Pay me $300 for that. Yeah, I was freaked out to do that. The first time I, matter of fact, I told you that I have people that came to my workshops and they pay me $2,000 a person. They've traveled from all over the world. I'll tell you the first story. Um, I wanted to create a workshop called Building an Online Business, all right? Building an Online Business. And my idea was, can I get people to pay $1,000 to attend a live workshop? Mm-hmm. And so I, I decided I had the date on the calendar. I was planning it all out. And I'm like, nobody's going to travel to Northern Kentucky. I mean, Cincinnati's not any, there's like hardly any direct flights to Cincinnati. It's an expensive place to fly into because of how the airport is structured. I, you know, and I came up with all kinds of stories why nobody would pay me $1,000. And so I kept putting off. And finally, my mastermind group says, Cliff, you've got this. People would pay you $5,000 to come to your studio. And, and I would get, a, they would boost my confidence a little bit to where I could say, okay, I'm going to send out, I'm going to create the sales page for $1,000. So I created the sales page and then it's like time to send the email to say, come check out my sales page. But now there's only six weeks. I wasted like three weeks trying to get myself to create the sales page. Now nobody's going to, okay, maybe three weeks ago they would have done it, but now there's only six weeks. That, that's right? another story, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, now people don't have time. Flights are even more expensive because there's not enough lead time, blah, blah, blah. And I I went to one of my mastermind group members and he says, Cliff, you totally got to send the email. And he gave me the pep talk and I sent the email and I'm trembling. Well, Kelly, I didn't get 12 people that paid me $1,000, but I did get six. Six people from all over the world traveled to Northern Kentucky and paid $1,000 a piece. And they were here for a day and a half and all six people's lives were radically transformed. We didn't talk podcasting at all and their lives were radically transformed. I waited about six weeks after that and I sent them a post-workshop survey. I wanted to make sure all the warm fuzzies had, had gone away. Did you get lasting impact from this experience? So I sent them a survey and I said, listen, based upon what you experienced, knowing that I wanna do this again, up to 12 people in the future, how much money would you have paid if I asked? Be, please be brutally honest. And I gave them some options, $9.99, $14.99, or $19.99. Five of the six people said, Cliff, I would, have, I would have paid $19.99 on the spot if that was the price on the sales page. One of them said I would have done $14.99. Mm. So I, I scheduled the next workshop for six weeks later, building an online business, November 2016, and then I said, it's, and it's $19.99. Kelly, I had 12 people pay $19.99. I made $24,000 in one weekend. Now, how confident was I? I was much more confident. Now, I was, until the first person signed up, 
I was still a little scared that I doubled the price, but I had five people who said that they would have done it before. Yeah. And I believe that they told me the truth. And so I was a little nervous until the first sale came in. And then, and from that point forward, I've never even hesitated to charge $2,000 for my workshops. And I've actually filled several of them. One of them, I had 12 people sign up. And one person, before the 12th person signed up, what happened is one person says, Cliff, I'd like to come to your workshop, but I have to know, will you hold a seat for me? And I waited and I waited and I waited. And finally, I, I went ahead and filled that 12th spot. And that person came back and says, Cliff, I'm in. Here's the money. And they went ahead and used the checkout. I'm like, oh, crud. <laughs> I, only have, I only have space for 12 people. So I went out and bought another conference table, two more chairs for my training space. And I, and I made one more ticket available. I sold 14 spots. By the way, one of them, Kelly, said, Cliff, I'd like an, is there an option for an extra day? I'd like to maybe spend an extra day with you after the workshop. How much would that be? That one person spent $7,500 for his seat so that he could actually spend an entire eight-hour day with me next time. But yeah, every time I've done this, every single time, I've always had that nervous feeling. I've always like, will people really, am I really worth this? Am I qualified? Aren't there people who, why me? So yeah, I've always experienced that. That's awesome to hear, right? So, you know, it, it kind of just reminds me that we know the Bible said that, you know, faith without the work is dead. Till we really step out to do it, uh, we, we will never know. And I think God always give us the, the measure of the faith that, you know, we see how we steward it. And then if we steward that measure well, then he let us go further. So what I heard from you is your mastermind people really help you, you know, help you to boost your confidence and support you um, in, in this journey. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, because I'm a part of mastermind and, and myself, I also host mastermind for years, that can you tell us a little bit about why you think uh, that is important in our personal growth journey? Well, it, I can, well, I'll tell you what, rather than telling you why I think it's important for your audience, I'm just going to tell you why it was important for me because yes. I can only speak to my experience. Sure. So first and foremost, I want to let you know that I am what you call a solopreneur. That means that I own, I'm self-employed full-time. I work for myself. I don't have a boss that tells me when to show up. I don't have a boss that tells me what to do. I don't have a, I don't have a steady stream of, income, uh, of, of marketing that's done for me that brings clients my way. I'm responsible for it all. Mm-hmm. And, and quite frankly, before I got into a mastermind group, I didn't necessarily have the skill of self-discipline under control. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, one of the reasons why it was important for me is for people to, number one, say, Cliff, why aren't you doing the things you said you were going to do? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. dude, man up. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I, I, in the old days when I used to be an employee years ago, I'd get an, I'd get an evaluation from a supervisor and says, dude, you're not living up to what we expect of you. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that the mastermind has done for me is say, Cliff, we have expectations. You know, if we're going to, inv- by the way, a mastermind group, let me define that real quickly. In my definition, a mastermind group is a small group of people who meet consistently where every single member of the group is absolutely committed to the success of every other member of the group. That's my definition of a mastermind group. And they say, listen, we're investing in you. And if you don't step up to the plate and do what you say you're going to do, we don't want you here. That's That's the kind of accountability that I have. And so... That actually has transformed so much of my life is, is that I know that when I come to the group in the next meeting, they're going to say, hey, Cliff, did you do what you said you were going to do? So that's one reason why it was important for me. Another one is, Kelly, I'm sp- what I love about your audience, this podcast here, I know that I'm speaking to Christians. And, and so, uh, Kelly, I'm going I'm to bounce off. I'm going to ask you some questions. I already know how you're going to answer them. But let me ask you this. You and I, are we created by a creator? Yes. Okay. Do you agree that we are created in the image mm. of the creator? Yes. All right. So God, being the creator who created us, made us in his image. So therefore, do we 
or do we not have the gift and ability to create ourselves? Exactly. We, so we have this gift of creation. So that's why some people like, I mean, you, just to give you an example, J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. you know, she mm-hmm. is a creator. Have you ever, have you ever lit, read her books or watched the movies uh, based upon the book, the world she created, that story? Have you ever read those books or seen the movies? Yeah, yeah. That's a, I've, I've done both. And I will tell you, like when I was listening to the audio book read by Dim, Jim Dale, I was in a world she created. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We, you and I, we may not actually write novels like Harry Potter or, or the Twilight Saga or all these other things, but you know what? We all are creators and we're all creating stories. Yes. And here's what I will tell you is some of the stories that I used to create is I'm not worthy of anything more than $50 an hour. Mm-hmm. There, you know what? There's no way anybody will ever pay me $300 an hour for this because I'm not qualified. That's a story that I've created. And the thing is, is I've actually created that story and I've written so many chapters of this story yes. and I put it in a book and I have filed it in the nonfiction category of the library. And do you know what my mastermind group says? Dude, hello. That book's in the wrong section. That belongs in the fiction section. Oh, I love your mastermind. And I kind of know who they are. (laughs) But they are good. good. Yeah, they are. So that's another reason. I need a group of people who will tell me, Cliff, the story you're telling yourself is a lie. Hmm. And it's holding you back from what God wants in your life. That's another. And by the way, Kelly, we've got, what, maybe another... Uh, 30, 25 minutes or so to talk, I could spend the next 25 minutes going on and on about why the mastermind group is an absolutely yeah, essential course, for me. Yeah. I don't know if you want, I, I will, I'm happy to continue doing so. <laughs> I just want to check in with you and ask me where you want me to go next. No, I really want you, I love to talk to you about, um, uh, I heard you say, I think I watched your videos and somewhere, uh, by the way, about $300. Every time now you mention about $300, I just remember one of the video you just torn the $300, uh, uh, you know, uh, the real money away on, on, on your event, at your event. So um, I really want you to, to kind of uh, share with us uh, what do you mean by um, each belief have its own consequence. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we know in this uh, entrepreneurial journey, uh, really, personal personal perspective i think you know 90 percent it's in the battle is in the mind you know and yeah. so um we we all have that kind of experience that we know sometimes we know exactly what we should be doing but we cannot bring ourselves up to do it right and, uh, because of what we believe yes so can you uh, tell us a little bit about that sure so, okay, first and foremost, uh, by the way, my, my phrase and how I love to say it, and I, and I, and I want to, I just want to, I want to ask you, Kelly, to do this for the voice of the audience. Sure. Repeat, repeat after me. All beliefs have consequences. All beliefs have consequences. There you go. All beliefs have consequences. And, and if you can remember that phrase, it will radically transform your life. So I'll give you a perfect example of this. All right. So I just got off of a call with somebody who spent 10 years as a police officer out on on patrol. So this man has spent 10 years as a police officer uh, running, you know, DUIs and drug drug rings and, and busting up things. This guy has had so much experience. He's actually, he's arrived at traffic accidents and he's seen horrific, traumatic things that no human should ever have to witness in their life. Mm-hmm. All right. He's also seen some extremely evil things done to innocent people. I mean, as a police officer, that, that 10 years of his life, man, it, it kind of did things to him. All right. Now, here's the other thing I will tell you is that the next thing is that for the, he, he started to realize this was doing things in his life that he didn't like. So he, he became what's called a resource officer. This is one of those officers that show up at schools and, and they look over the safety of the kids of that school. So he's basically, how that works is the school district pays half of his salary 
and the police department or the city pays half of his salary, but he is a resource to that school to provide safety so that there's, you know, if there's a, you know, somebody tries to come in a school shooting Mm -hmm. or if there's drugs and, and, and other illegal activity happening in school, he's there as a resource to protect and provide safety to the kids of that school. Now, the thing is, is he spent 10 years doing this and had radical, positive, profound impact in the lives of those kids, providing, what was the words he told me? Peace of mind for the mm-hmm. kids and their yeah. safety, security, you know, for the, for the staff that's there and an assurance that there's somebody there that is going to give you guys the best chance of having a safe environment in this school that you can have. And he got to do that for a decade. And then uh, for the thing is, is they, by the standards, what happened is in this man's life, they only allow you to do that for a period of time and they pull you away because they don't, I don't know why, but they, they don't want you to have, be there for too long. So they pulled him out away from it. The school begged him to do this. And then all of a sudden what happened was um, they put him back on patrol, put him back on the beat. And he's like, listen, I don't want this. So he only lasted three months. And he's like, I'm, I, I can't live this life anymore. So he goes and he creates a business. And, and one of the things that he does is he helps people through uh, drug testing and, and helping people, helping employee, employers become aware of how they can recognize drug abuse. And you imagine a company that has maybe a, a staff of people where they're out driving uh, uh, cars to clients' homes. You know, it'd be good as an employer to be able to recognize whether or not your employee showed up under the influence of methamphetamine or if he showed up, you know, high as a kite on on marijuana or something like that. Just to think of all the liability. So he created a business out of scratch that, quite frankly, helps him provide using all of his gifts and experiences and all this other stuff. He's been building this business for seven years. And it's almost to the place where it's halfway to where it's supposed to be when it comes to generating the kind of income he desires after mm-hmm. seven years. And I asked him, what is, what is your dream? What is your vision of how much money you'd like this business to be generating for you and your wife? And he says, well, he gave me a dollar figure. And, and I know what that, do- I'm not going to share too many details, but the thing is, is that he told me the dollar figure. And I said, do you have any ideas on how long it will take you? Because probably about eight more months and, we'll, and I'll be there. So basically, it's going to take him about eight and a half years to build his business to the place where this is, is what he's going to do. And I said, how many hours a week will you need to work over the next eight months for that to happen? He goes, no less than 60 to 80 hours a week. Wow. So let me tell you something, Kelly. What happened is he's created a story. Mm. And he's written a story over the last seven years that for him to generate the kind of income that he needs to generate for him and his wife, that the only way that he could do it is through all the hard work and countless hours poured into his business that incrementally it's going to take eight and a half years. And, and I sit there, I said, I, I said, that's a fascinating story that you told me. And here's the deal. If I was to actually take the, this is a coaching session I just had with somebody. Mm-hmm. I said, if I was to take the audio recording of everything you just shared with me, your first year, 10 years in, as a police officer, the second 10 years as a resource, then the three months and the transmission and the lab, man, that, what an incredible story you've created for me. Specifically leading up to the seven years and what you have right now and what you're projecting your future and the only possibility and, and what you've convinced yourself you have to do. Mm. But here's the thing, if I was to have this transcripted or transcribed by a virtual assistant for me and we were to publish this as a book, I'd have to, I'm going to tell you right now, I'd have to publish this in the fiction section. Yeah. All right? It's, it's not true. I sit there, I said, man, have you ever, and, and basically I sit there, I said, think about the year, the 10 years you spent in, uh, as a resource officer, did you ever have a tremendous amount of impact and influence in the lives of those kids in the high school? He goes, yeah. He says, you know, one of the things is, is of course, if they broke the law, then I'd have to arrest them or I'd have to, you know, you know, give them a ticket or whatever the case may be. But there are sometimes, you know, I had leeway in certain scenarios where instead of busting them and putting them through the system, I could speak into their lives and I could go to the administrator and say, listen, this guy's definitely 
he's this kid right here is high on methamphetamines but you know the thing is is that quite frankly he's he, he, there, there's, a, there's an alternative route of putting him in jail and stuff like this. And here's what I propose. And he's like, and, and the school administrator says, yeah. And he had the ability to coach through. And, and, and he told me a story about how this one kid that he did this for, he gave some leaning, but he still, he still struggled with the habit, the addiction. And so there were many times when he had to arrest this kid mm. and he arrest this kid and took him to jail. And the next day, the next day that kid would come and say, thank you so much, you know? And, and he told me the story about a couple years later, he was out at, rest, at a restaurant. It was at Texas Roadhouse. And this kid, this waiter with tattoos up and down his arms and everything comes out and he goes, you don't remember who I am. And he's like, no, I don't. He goes, he says, I'm so-and-so. You used to arrest me all the time at school. And, and he goes, I want to thank you because, because of you, I've actually changed my life because of the words you spoke into my life. You transformed my life. And I sit there, I, I said to this client of mine, I said, do you see the, the superpower that God has given you? The ability to, per the thing that you most want to do in the world is you want to give people peace of mind, security, and assurance, and that you have been given a gift by God to show up in people's lives and mentor and speak into their lives. And I said, tell me about the seven years of your business. What's the, tell, just get, tell me, create a story for me about what life would be like for an ideal customer for you. And he talked to me about a story of a business owner who has these employees. And one day his, he thought, you know, I trust my employees. They're all good people. But one day, one guy shows up and he, he accidentally drives the company vehicle through the back wall of the, of the, of the shop. Mm. And now he's hurt. He has to be taken to the hospital. There's about $70,000 worth of damages to the business. And, and not to mention the fact that now the landlord's kicking him out. Yeah. OSHA is showing up for nine months and he almost loses his dream home. So I had him create a story for me of the impact. And I said, now that person, do you think that you can show up in a coach and give that, that let's just say that person recovers, but man, life, that business owner, let's say his, his name was Bill, and Bill, all of a sudden, no longer has peace of mind. He's now critical and overly critical of all of his employees. He's suspicious of everything. He's yeah. freaked out. He has no security. He has no assurance. Could, do you think that you could show up as a coach in that client's life? Do you think that maybe as a business owner, you could speak to, into his life on a weekly basis? Do you think you could get 10 business owners to pay $1,000 a month to be in a mastermind group with you? Because I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. And I sit there, I said, on a scale of one, and, and I, I talked to him for a little bit more. And I said, on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you within three months from now, you could have 10 people paying you $1,000 a month recurring revenue? And by the way, Kelly, that would actually fulfill his income within three months. Mm. And, he, and he could, by the way, he could have started with that seven years ago. Yeah, I, I was just thinking the same. <laughs> It's because of what he believed. Mm -hmm. So all beliefs have consequences. So if you don't, and by the way, th th same with me, all beliefs have, con I could be doing the work that I'm doing today, 10 years ago. Yeah. All beliefs have consequences. So I think then the next question following that is, okay, now we get that we, 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 that's a great, that's a great example of, about that that phrase now the question is how then to, how what kind of you know uh, what are the possibility the different methods that for us that we can change our belief in this case that gentleman has you as a coach right? yes it's just that i i done i done this for my client my coaching clients but for the people they are listening right now or they're watching this later so what are the other ways is it possibly so, to help them to break through their fictional stories they've been telling themselves properly all their life yeah so here here are four steps number one you must become aware of limiting beliefs that are lies that are holding you back from taking the actions you need to take in your life 
Mm. That's step number one. You need to become aware of the limiting beliefs. And by the way, we're unaware. You, even you and I today, Kelly, we're effective coaches. We help people all the time discover and eliminate limiting beliefs all of the time. But even you and I have limiting beliefs today. Yes, and we're, we do. And you and I both are unaware of at least 80% of the beliefs that we have that are holding us back from living the next level of what God has prepared for us. Yeah. So step number one is you have to become aware. And I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. But I want to just quickly say that step number two is once you become aware of what the limiting belief is, you have to discover what was the source of it. Mm. And because so, it's important for you to realize where did that belief come from? All right. Then you can say, listen, I no longer choose to believe that. Maybe I thought that was true at the time, but you know what? Come to think of it, that's not the only logical conclusion to that experience. Yeah. You know, I, I've lived a life now to where I see other opportunities. And so I no longer believe that. So step number three, after you discover the source, is to eliminate it, to, to remove that belief from your system. All right. And then to be able to do that, you want to be able to fill the vacuum. You need to actually say, what is the opposite belief? Or what is an empowering belief that I can replace that with that I will always remember? And I will say, for example, oh, I can't afford that. So that's a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. an an empowering alternative is, I always have plenty of money for everything I truly want in life. Yes. All right. So those are, so I quickly went through that, which by the way, I will drop this in here. You talked about the talk where I threw up or tore up $300 in cash and threw it in the trash can. You can, if people go to mindsetanswerman.com slash free, mindsetanswerman.com slash free. We'll put that in the show notes. That's a, that's a one-hour talk titled, All Beliefs Have Consequences. And I go into gr much greater depth about all of this there. But I want to go back to step number one. How do you become aware of limiting beliefs? And real quickly, I'm going to tell you the first thing you need to do is start dreaming. You need to actually start dreaming big dreams. What do I want out of life? If I could have anything I want and I want my life to be whatever, you know, physically, how, how, what do I want my body to be two, three years from now? You know, for me, that might have been, I want to lose 100 pounds, all right? And it was, by the way, and I've done it. So uh, what, do I want, what do I want out of life? Maybe it's, I want to go from, you know, $7,000 a month income in my business to $20,000 a month income in my business. That's really what I want, all right? So you have a dream, all right? So once you have your dream in mind, what is it you want out of life? Then you ask yourself a couple questions. What's one, two, or three things that I should start doing to get me one step closer to that dream becoming a reality? You're always going to come up with reason, or answers to that question. There are always steps. It doesn't matter how small, how big. There's always going to be one, two, or three steps that you can take within the next 24 hours, within the next seven days, within the next 30 days, within the next three months, six months, year. There's always answers to the things you know you could do to get you one step closer to that dream becoming a reality. Then ask yourself this question. Why haven't you already started doing those things? And Kelly, here's what happens every, time, every single time when I ask my client, they give me something called an excuse. And so I re remember, repeat after me, all beliefs have consequences. Re repeat that after me, Kelly. All beliefs, all beliefs have has consequences. All right. I want you to repeat this after me. All excuses expose beliefs. All excuses expose beliefs. There you go. So if I ask you, what do you need to start doing in your business to get closer to that? And you tell me, and then I ask you, why haven't you already started? You're going to start telling me, you're going to start creating stories, or you're going to tell me the stories you've created, aka excuses, and I'm going to tell you why all of that needs to be filed into the, non or into the fiction section of the library. Yeah. <laughs> all right? And we're going, to eliminate, we're going to discover the source of where did you come up with that idea? Where did you come up with the belief that you couldn't do that? Where did you come up with the belief that you're not worthy, that you're not qualified? That why, would anybody, why, why do you think that people wouldn't listen to you? Instead, they should go to somebody else who's more, who has more experience. Why do you, where did you come up with those beliefs? And we're going to eliminate every single one of them, all right? And then, of course, I'm going to ask you another very important question. What's one, two, or three behaviors or 
actions that you need to stop doing or streams of income that you need to kill in your business so that you could get closer to that goal or that dream. All right, and they're gonna always come up with one or two, three behaviors or actions or streams of income that they need to shut down, that they need to put an end to. And, and, and when they come up with them, I'm gonna say, why haven't you already stopped? Mm. And they're gonna tell me their excuses and all excuses expose beliefs. And we're going to, we're, I'm going to work through belief by belief, excuse by excuse, and explain to them why all of that has to be filed in the fiction section of the library. Yeah. So it's almost, a, I, I see it in my vision is like a, a, a cycle, you know, that when, when, when we start to expose those beliefs so we can go back to dealing with the beliefs. And then when we start to make excuses that, you know, we then know there is somewhere come from the beliefs and then obviously why, why will come out those beliefs. So this is, this is really, really powerful. Oh, I'm so happy that today we get to check, Cliff. You know, I am too. Um, it, it just like, um, um, Recently, uh, before I think we got wrap up with, uh, obviously, you know, when it come to the uh, in our in our field, entrepreneurial field, like a lot, you know, we talk about productivity, we talk about uh, mental toughness, and we talk about successes habits uh, building, and um, and then uh, I think before we hit record, we talk about that book, Atomic Habits. Uh, what is your um, thoughts about after we expose the, uh, the belief and the excuse, right? Uh, will you then uh, suggest, say, okay, then let's start to, because now we, the vacuum, there's a vacuum existing now. So we need to fill up the, the positive thing. It's just a little bit like a Bible, right? When the demon possesses the person, when demon all cut, go, go out, and then we need to fill in the positive things. So what would you say is anything like happy building linked to this when we, when we started the stage of execution? Yeah, that, I, one, I'll just give you one quick answer. I have about three to five one hour long each answers to that. Oh. <laughs> but I, I will give you one quick answer. Sure. And the one thing is, is to write down a list of the things that you believe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what I would encourage you to do is to review that list every single day. So, that, so whenever you've established that, man, I found this limiting belief. I used to believe I don't have money for, for I, don't, there, I don't have the money to pay for my daughter's college. I don't have the money to, to afford the, the car that would replace the less reliable car for my child. You know, I don't have the money for that. That's an old belief. Yeah. And the, so it, to, I'm going to, I might write that down and I might cross through it. And below that, I'm going to write, I always have plenty of money for all the things I truly want. All right. And, and the thing is, is I'm going to write that down physically and I will, and, and I may actually review that every single day. And I may choose to actually completely ignore the one that's been crossed out and only focus on the alternative empowering belief. We can call this a practice of daily affirmations if you want. Some people struggle with that. But, but here's what I will tell you. You have to condition what you believe. You need to be intentional mm-hmm. about what you believe and what you believe will determine what you achieve in life. Yes, yes. Oh, I cannot wrap up this uh, uh, interview better than that. You know, uh, Cliff, if any, uh, is anywhere that people want to connect with you further, where should they go? Just simply mindsetanswerman.com slash free. And at, okay. the top of that, at the top of that page, it'll give you a 90-second video clip of the part where I, th- where I literally tear up $300 in cash and throw it in the trash can. So go watch that. It's a 90-second clip. At the top of the page, it says, give me 60 minutes and I'll teach you how to live the life of your dreams. Mm. All right? Now, I'm going to translate that because we're, I'm actually talking to a Christian audience. Yes. Actually, for you guys, when you see that, I want you to make this translation in your head. 
give me 60 minutes and I will teach you to live the life that you were created to live. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and, and yes, I'm going to ask you for your name and email address. And yes, you'll be put on my email newsletter and all that stuff. But here's what I will tell you. Feel free after you get access to the video, feel free to unsubscribe from my list. I promise you, I'm not one of those marketers that send you tons of emails. More than anything, you're going to get like every Monday an encouraging note about how to show up in the world the, God, the way God created you to live. If you're okay with that, once a week on Monday, I'll give you my best of best advice. And occasionally, yes, occasionally, maybe one, two, or three times per month maximum, usually, I might send you a one-off marketing message. But I'm not that guy who sends you seven or 15 emails when I'm doing a quote-unquote product launch. That's not me. Uh, yeah. But it, by the way, just go get access to the video, mindsetanswerman.com slash free. And if you get it and you watch it and you unsubscribe from my list, I'm fine with that as well. But I do promise you this. If you go and watch that video, 60 minutes later, you'll know how to live the life that God called you to live. Well, you know... Uh... We are. Uh, we. I just remember. I just talked to my um, uh, members uh, this morning when we had the mastermind uh, meeting. I say, uh, we are not for everyone. No, we are. We are here. There is a tribe that God already destined for us to serve. So you know, guys, if you are that person that you know that it's belong to what the tribe that cleaves you. You know, should have opportunity to help you out. You know, just up in and and get connected with him. And as far as I know, I follow him for so many years, and we even met in person for a couple of times. That yes. you will not regret. It's he always is value first. He always is people first. And so yeah, so I will highly encourage you guys just up in and then get that uh, get a sixty minutes. I mean, myself, I cannot wait uh, to watch it sixty minutes. So Cliff. I just want to say thank you, thank you so much for today, your time, and um, it just it just an honor uh, to have you back to the show again. Thank you so much. It, to be invited as a guest on your show a second time means a, a second time means a lot to me, and so thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Cleve. How's that to start a new year, right? For all the goodies and show notes, please go to kellyballer.com forward slash 070. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash 070. Are you one of the Christian leaders that you would like to stand out, establish your own blue ocean, and create a profitable business you love and totally identity aligned? Well, if you are, I would like to invite you to access to one of my free masterclass. Actually, was a live presentation on stage at my mentor, Chris Docker's uh, annual signature event called Upreno Summit. The presentation is called The Power of One Framework. And why is this so important? If you like to create a whole lot more impact in the coming year and beyond, you feel like you might hit a plateau in your business or you have been touring around in the base camp, meaning in the bottom of the mountain that God asks you to conquer, then this presentation is for you. With all transparency, when you access to that presentation, you will be also added as my VIP list for the coming signature program called the Power of One Framework. It's a mentoring program, and we cannot be more excited about this because we haven't seen anything that this for Christian entrepreneurs just yet. And are you surprised? Actually, probably not. Why? Because God always likes to show off His wisdom. And what do I mean by that? Four months before that presentation, I was crying out to the Lord, say, Father, how can we help? How can we get rid of the imposter syndrome? How can we stop the comparison game and shining object syndrome? How can we get as many as your children to the past identity aligned that what you have called them to do, create a whole lot more profit so they have the margin to give more and serve more. So 
If you feel resonate with this message, then go to kellybada.com forward slash learn. I will see you there. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellybala.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellybala.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. Thanks for listening to the the Christian CEO podcast at www.kellybotter.com.